Welcome back to DMC Podcast, Season 2, Episode 45. And before we jump into this episode, we just want to apologise on our behalf in the sense that because of the lack of um, uploads and episodes being released, I myself have actually been travelling and Joseph's got started into his new job, so it's been a very stressful time for the both of us. And before we jump into today's episode, what is it about? Uh, Cutler, man, it's been a very, very long time, my friend. How you been keeping up? How's it going? And um, what have you been up to? Yeah, man, I've been doing great. I've been doing great. Just like you said, settling into my new job, and I've been really enjoying it. You know, all my colleagues are so nice, and I've actually been making some meaningful contributions to my work already, which is fantastic, which always feels good. It always feels good to feel, you know, a little pat on the back from the manager and be like, oh, well done, Joe, that was great, like, good work. It always feels nice to have that, especially so um, so early on in my uh, career so far. And like I say, all my colleagues are great and they're making it really easy to settle in, which has been nice. But you've been doing some big things yourself, Manny, man. You've been traveling around, bro. How's that been? Yeah, no, so if, if for some of you who don't know, I've actually been traveling quite a bit. So I've gone from, I went to Belgium, I went to Brussels, so I went there for uh, f- like three, four days. And I went to Ghent and Bruges whilst I was in Belgium at the time on a little expedition just to explore what, what Belgium was like. I'd never actually been before and I'd never actually taken the trains before. So I wanted to use an interrail pass um, to be able to just jump on the trains and explore new places. I then made my way to Germany I went towards Frankfurt and then I spoke to my cousin funnily enough who actually used to live in um, who lives in Germany he lived near Berlin at the time and I messaged him saying oh happy birthday how's it going had a bit of a conversation and next thing you know he's like to me yeah by the way I am I live in Frankfurt so I counseled my hotel stayed at his yard chilled with him so that was really good fun and I made my way towards Munich where my family are um, as well and stayed with family and just kind of in, uh, explored and just enjoyed myself it was really cool and then came back uh, to London and then flew out again went to Croatia with a few of my mates so the first trip was actually a solo trip and then the next one was a few of our mates unfortunately Joseph wasn't able to come to that one but I'm sure next time because it's part of the boys you will definitely be turning up I expect you to be yeah, there, by the way. 100%, 100%, yeah. man. Yeah, so I, I just I just can't wait till there's another trip. And it, that was a lot of fun. Went Croatia, went Slovenia as well. And then ended the trip in Italy for a couple of hours and then flew back home, um, back to London. And it was just beautiful. It was a really amazing experience. I went cliff jumping, went snorkeling, went kayaking, did cycling. Very active in comparison to my own solo trip where I took it a bit slow. Went on a few tours and expeditions. Uh, met people obviously converse with them and traveling by yourself Joseph really really tests what kind of person you are and I remember I think I might have actually spoken to you about this beforehand and perhaps even during the holiday I remember ringing a mate and saying you know the confidence that you have as a person I don't know what happens and it just feels like for me the first day when I got there I was like this is really weird like I'm by myself I settled into my hotel room sat down sat myself uh, up and I was like you know what I'm gonna go out and explore a little bit so exploring a little bit here and there and then i don't know what happened it just felt like it felt really like surreal that i was just by myself I was like this is a bit weird like for me it was like i felt a bit weird at the time i was like this is really unusual like what do i do i know where i want to go eat i'm just gonna grab that then we grab some ice cream like as i would do normally I grab some gelato then i spilled chocolate on my white t-shirt and i was like to mom we are an sos i rang her straight away and i said yo i've got some ice cream on my t-shirt What's going on here? How are we going to solve this? And she said, grab your wet wipes. 
And I was like, that's funny actually because they're in my bag and I didn't take my bag with me, my big bag. And then I literally walked back to my hotel room clean to clean up that mess. And bro, like, it sounds stupid, I'll be honest, but I don't know how that happened, but it was just so funny because it's just, it's just, it's just stuff like that where like, I can never get away from how I am as a person in a different country. I'm the same guy whether I leave the country or not. Um, it was just so funny. It was just kind of jokes, but it was really a good test for myself in that sense where I had to go out my way, plan out what I wanted to do, go to these different locations and explore and really um, get to know what the country was about. And it was a really a beautiful experience. And I would recommend it. A lot of people, a lot of my friends actually recently, I went to play football and they were talking to me about like my solo trip and they're like to me, I don't think I could ever do that. And I'm like, boys, it is something so unreal. It's such an amazing experience. I really recommend it. If you have the opportunity to, I would say make your way on a solo trip by yourself. Just, you just, you learn a lot about yourself as a person. Like there's aspects of myself that I thought were like, not necessarily perfected, but it was more so like, oh, I feel uh, like a, a very confident individual. And I went on holiday, I said, like, you know what? I'm confident, but I'm not that confident I could do X, Y, Z. And then I really, whether it was just in the moment, I didn't feel like that. And then I found my footing afterwards. It was just one of those things where it does test you and challenge you. And I think that's something that everyone should go towards and not avoid. And I would definitely recommend it. Do you think you understand better now why people say, oh, when you travel by yourself, you find yourself? Do you think you get that now? I understand that like partially in that sense where you find yourself in the sense that you're traveling but for me I've always been a um, a massive proponent of traveling I think is also about creating yourself it's I feel like there are parts of you that you find in that sense when we uh, like using the word literally like I found my confidence on on holiday after a certain point um, but I really think like traveling itself and the experiences you have really create and cultivate who you are so I don't think you necessarily find these aspects i think sometimes you go out to create these aspects of yourself in that sense and it's like um but you're definitely right where you see that you can find yourself i also want to add to that and say you're definitely able to discover uh, and create yourself as well because when you're on holiday and when you're traveling by yourself it's you have to plan things out you i'm quite i don't know what it is i'm quite meticulous in that sense where i started planning a lot of things started um, having like an excel spreadsheet these are the timings these are the places i want to go to these are places i want to hit and it's not not all of it was timed some of it was like here are like eight different things i want to do in munich i'm going to go do them and stuff like that um rather than it being i'm going to be here at like 3 p.m or 4 p.m i'm going to eat there i'm going to go there that was probably a bit more structured when i was by myself in belgium um but more more so i want to just say that on this holiday um and on this like a little expedition exploration i went on I really discovered what kind of person, not necessarily what kind of person I am at the moment, but what kind of person I want to be. Like when I was going out, meeting people and connecting with people and speaking to them, um, I don't know what it was, Joseph. I feel like Manny Stock internationally is much higher than it is in, in nationally, bro. I don't know what it is. People are like, oh, this is really cool. Like, bro, I'll tell them about the podcast and like, oh, like, that's really awesome. Like, what do you podcast on? Can I have access to it? And then people, you just have conversations and when you connect with people, just random strangers, I don't know what it is, but I feel like they rate me more, bro. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, the ratings I'm getting from some, some strangers, I'm like, my boys need to turn up. Like, they definitely need to show me the same love. Um, but no, honestly, it's, it's been a, a roller coaster of uh, things going on. Um, but I would definitely, like I say, recommend traveling alone. Oh. And I understand that sentiment of finding yourself. I also think you can discover yourself. So 
I would definitely say Love to that. people, if you want to like push out your boundaries and maybe you want to enter somewhere that you never felt like you could do before, and maybe that's the first step into creating the best version of yourself, go on a solo trip, honestly. I wouldn't really knock it at all. I think it was a great time, had a great experience. I know for some people they have their concerns and they have their reservations, but as long as you've got a sim that's uh, international and you've got Google Maps and, I, and you find the right people and you see like when you go on, like for me, I booked a few things on TripAdvisor. So when I went onto TripAdvisor and um, I went on to like uh, that expedition where I've hit Ghent and Bruges um, in Belgium at the time, there's just a different group of people. And I'll be honest, at the start, I didn't really communicate with anyone. I wasn't really talking to anyone, listened to the tour guide, spoke to her a little bit, but I didn't really in, uh, like communicate with the people on the actual tour. Just for whatever reason, just I don't know what it was. And I rang my friend, I said, you know what? I'm gonna make a conscious effort to just communicate with one person on this tour. And funny enough, the guy I spoke to was a software engineer in New Jersey. He's now a software engineer, like he manages software engineers now, but he used to start doing it. And we started talking about computer science and. He always said to me, oh, we use Node.js, we use TypeScript, we use React Native and stuff like that. And um, mm-hmm. it was crazy because then after having conversations with that one person, I got introduced to a couple of people and then I met like a re- re- like an array of interesting people. And then some of them I met afterwards in the evening and I introduced to their their friends and the people they met in their hostel. So overall, it's, it's, it was a really good experience. But I know this episode is definitely not to do with the traveling because i think we're going to do another one about that and we've jumped in for like 10 minutes about it um but today's episode is about a uh, positive self-talk and obviously in this own little monologue i've gone on about my trip and my travels um positive self-talk has really been a big proponent of that in that sense where it comes to like the whole confidence thing how i thought about myself how i'm saying things to myself i think these are really important things to tackle and we're going to go over that in today's episode but joseph i wanted to actually want you to start off this episode because there was something that you said to me before on the call earlier um which also wanted to address that unfortunately the internet in joseph's uh apartment isn't actually working so he we are recording this via a phone call so we do apologize if there's any like uh, breaking connections or the quality of the microphone or audio isn't as great. We just wanted to put it out there first. But going back to positive self-talk, Joseph, you were talking about a time where like you're at work and you you talked about like how people are giving you a lot of praise and you're getting a lot of external validation. But I wanted to say that at the start, it must have been a bit of a struggle. And what was the conversation like for yourself during the very start of your job? I think that's something a lot of people can connect to as well, especially with new graduate roles starting in um, September and October. Just want you to try and talk about that when we get into yeah, today's yeah. episode. For sure. Well, for me, the the way that I was able to keep myself, you know, my head above water when it was the the new transitionary period of a bit un, a bit you know insecure about where I am and a bit unstable, not really knowing what to expect. I kind of just reminded myself that right now there's no expectation on me to just get into the team and start making contributions straight away. And I need to remind myself to be, to not hype myself up, to think that that's what I would be doing and that's what I was capable of from the get-go. Because if I was to do that, I would just be setting myself up for inevitable failure because I'll be, you know, I'd have a preconceived idea of my ability and then an idea of what I could do there. But that's not realistic, dude, that's not realistic to have. And so for the first couple of weeks, while I wasn't really making any contributions, 
I wasn't getting too hung up on it because I prepared myself that that was going to be the case. Uh, I was realistic about the level of expectation there was of me. And that was good because that was also reflected in the level of expectation that my colleagues had for me and that my managers had for me. I might be lucky in the sense that it's a good place to work where I'm at, and that's just the company culture that then, you know, then allow you the time to learn and allow you the time to pick things up and to, you know, study before you actually, you know, get involved in the day to day. And so, whenever I felt a little bit down, a little bit maybe imposter syndrome that I'm not good enough, that I'm not able to do these things that all my colleagues are, I reminded myself that I've only been there for two weeks now. Yes, I may have been there um, on placement. But it's, I'm doing new stuff, I'm doing different things. And so it's basically like I'm starting the project from scratch. And so it would be absurd of me to think that I could just dive straight in and, you know, jump off the diving board and land a double backflip and stick the landing. No, man, I'm barely flopping off that diving board, but I'm going to learn how to do better. I'm going to learn how to stick the landing eventually. And that'll just come in time. And that's kind of what got me going through those first couple of weeks of just keeping that in mind. I mean, having that positive self-talk where I was telling myself, well, I'll tell myself everything I've told you you people here now. You know, that's the most important part about having a good self-talk is that you're able to uplift rather than to bring down. And I think that the the main thing that positive self-talk can be characterized as is treating yourself well and talking to yourself the way you'd talk to a friend who's going through a hard time. That's what positive self-talk is, and it's internalizing that conversation to reduce the level of stress that you put up on your, your workload, your social life, your personal life, and just being realistic and reasonable about what you can and can't achieve. It's okay to say, I can't achieve this yet, you know? You can achieve anything you set your mind to, but sometimes you can't achieve it yet, and that's okay. And that's something a lot of people need to, I think, become okay with, not getting it right straight away and not being the best first time, because a lot of people have that idea and that ideology. But taking that away and just thinking, okay, let me be realistic about the expectations that I should have of going into this, of the scenario of myself or of the situation, I think that's really important. And I know that I've really benefited from that for these first couple of weeks. And now that the work is amping up, and now that I'm getting more involved in the team and more you know, integrated, I'm finding that I'm able to contribute and able to do these things and I'm getting internal as well as external validation. You know, everybody wants to say, ah, oh, yeah, no, I don't, I don't get external validation. You know, I, I don't need that. But at the end of the day, it is kind of nice to get a pat on the back from a manager or for a colleague to recognize you for your work and say, hey, that was really good. Great job, Joey. You know, I, I did my first bug fix the other day and my manager was like, came over, had a look over it and he said, oh, yeah, this is this is really good work. Well done, Jimmy. Great job. And I, I was like, on the phone to my dad the day after, and I was like, oh yeah, manager said well done to me, and like, he said he's done a good job, and I was really happy, and I remember that. And that's something that sticks with you. And even if you're a friend who's seen one of their, one of your mates like do something, or you know, take a chance, or take a step in the right direction for their future, telling them well done, letting them know you're proud of them, that can go a long way. Like I know one of my friends who recently finished his um, part of your project because he had to defer it. I sent him a personal message and he really appreciated it. And he also parked back to a few months ago when out of nowhere I messaged him. I was like, yo mate, can I come over? I haven't seen it in ages. I want to see how you're doing. 
he mentioned that months later, and it stuck with him that, oh, I'm so appreciative that he came over that time. To me, I just want to hang out with him and see him. But to him, that was like being offered a lifeline. You know, getting out of the room, seeing somebody, and getting out of that headspace. And I think that was really important for him. And I didn't realize how much of an impact that had until he mentioned it months later. And so this positive self-talk, obviously it's great to internalize it, but it is fantastic to spread the love as well. Um, Manny, are there any experiences that you've had where someone's done that thing, something like that to you, where they've either said, mentioned something great to you that you've done and, and you remember it, or vice versa, when you've said something good to somebody else and they've remembered it and it's not for them? Um, yeah, no, there's a lot a lot of things that I've, people have said to me where it's like they've said, I really appreciate this conversation. And I think sometimes it's weird because with positive self-talk, and you've obviously said a lot, and I want to address what you said in a second, but with positive self-talk, it, it's reinforcing someone going in the right direction. And, and of course, we say the word positive, but there's sometimes... I feel like when you communicate with someone that isn't doing so well and you have a conversation with them, I think also, like you said, where you mentioned expectations and potentially walking less, it could kind of tiptoe into standards in that sense where you've set like a precedent for what you believe in and who you are and you reaffirm that idea based on the way that you communicate and way you think about yourself. And being able to do that for someone else, and there's been moments where people, lots of people say to me, you know, Manny, I really appreciate the conversation that you had with me today and sat down with me. Um, it really means a lot. Like, even yesterday, I was talking to one of my friends about jobs and stuff, and I just said straight up, I said, bro, I am the most free person that you probably know right now. I'll take a look at your CV. I'll take a look at these things. I'll send you some stuff that you should try and look over, and these are the changes I make. And then he's actually, you know, what? I really appreciate you saying that. And um, it's small things like this. I... I'm quite lucky maybe in that sense I hear it quite a lot I'm not trying to uh, like blow my own trumpet but it's it's nice to be able to hear from people that like appreciate what I have to say because sometimes when someone talks um, I think some people some people might take it the wrong way where it's like oh this person just saying it for the sake of saying it but when when you come from a place and you have the intention of like looking out for someone's best interests I think that really goes a long way and I've, it, it stuck with me a lot and whenever someone says it to me I always remember it because it's like not does it only reaffirm that I'm doing the right thing but it also makes me acknowledge that I'm doing the thing that I intended to set out to do and the person is receiving it the right way because I think it's equally as important to go out your way with the strong intention but also for them to receive it if they're not receiving it then it's very difficult and it's just yes yeah, there's been many times I'd say when, especially coming from other people externally telling me uh, whether it's in a work context, a context when I used to work, because you've done a really amazing job. Whether it comes from people that my friends and that I know and my family and stuff, but um, I'll be honest, when it comes to me talking about myself, um, it's a very uh, the dialogue there really fluctuates, and uh, maybe that's what I need to definitely work on. But there's times where like I'm on top of the world, and there's times where like I'm not so great, and um, it is it is like you said, you have to really kind of uplift yourself and talk to yourself as if you're talking to your best friend and it's quite um difficult when like you talk to someone as if you're talking to your friend because sometimes when you talk to a friend it's you really have to be brutally honest with them and when you're giving them love sometimes it comes from a place of like being really really honest and sometimes people struggle with that and i understand that that sentiment is the perfect way to go about it because i didn't know as much as you are brutally honest with your friends i feel like a part of you will always kind of slightly hold back 
I, bro, I'll be honest, I know some mates and some brothers that I talk to that definitely don't hold back to me, I'll be honest, when it comes to like telling me some truths, yeah. hard, hard yeah. truths. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, it's still coming from a place of love. The intention is there. There's never any malice that comes with that. So I think that was a really important point that you raised when it came to uh, uh, trying to uplift a friend um, and like trying trying to talk to yourself as if you're your own best friend. But something that you actually mentioned, Joseph, that I feel like links with positive self-talk uh, was basically in your mentality there where you mentioned everything can be figured out. Um, I'm just curious in that sense because I feel, for me personally, when it comes to positive self-talk, it's always, it has to be one way or another. It's either got to be like an, it's an outcome-based thing where it's like, I can't give myself any positive self-talk when something is objectively wrong, where it's very much a it's this way or that way it's it's never very rare it's a very binary thing it's very much a good or bad or this was terrible and this was amazing it's less so to do with oh this was like in the middle for example um and that's something that you've obviously written on on the script as well about something very being very polarizing in that sense but how how do you address that with positive self-talk how how do you get out of that kind of habit of um perhaps being less polarizing and being less not necessarily you have to be less clear cut, but it's quite hard when you see something objectively go wrong. Let's say, for example, I'll give you something like at work happens and you know it's not great, it's something completely wrongs happen. How do you kind of reaffirm those ideas and your identity in that sense where it's not necessarily tied down to what you do and how you perform at work and stuff like this? Well, yeah, I don't know, like, polarizing is, it happens a lot because a lot of people see are very outcome based, they're very outcome related. They only see success if there's a successful outcome. If they win or if they succeed or if they can check something off of a to do list that they've done. And that is when yeah, as you mentioned, the the term there is polarizing that people see the world in black and white, good and bad, pass or fail, and there's nothing between, no middle ground and there's no way of categorizing these life events into anything except a success and a failure. But I heard a great quote from um, uh, a boxer who said you either win or you learn. And he said, I can't lose because I only learn. And that, that mentality of not being able to lose is quite, you know, it's an interesting one for a, a professional fighter to have because they will literally have losses on their on record. On their record, exactly. Yeah, that's quite funny. But when you look past them, you look into what they're saying about they either, they either win or they learn, well, then that's a great way of looking at things because then you're not polarizing things. You're either succeeding or in the chance that you don't succeed, you're not going to fail. You're going to, you're not going to take nothing away from that situation. You're not just going to be in a situation, whether it be educational, social, personal, professional, you're not going to fail. You're going to, something and you're going to see okay why was that outcome unfavorable what did I do there that I might be able to improve on next time and that positive self-talk is just reminding yourself that just because you failed at something just because you didn't succeed doesn't make you a failure doesn't mean that you are a failure it means that you didn't achieve success that time but if you have the positive self-talk and you have the it's very difficult but if you have the mental capacity and stability to say where can I improve next time? Because a lot of the time, you are exhausted, say, if you're doing a job job application and you get rejected from it. Sometimes it is tough to 
to not see that as a failure and to see that as a learning experience instead, but it's so valuable if you are able to do that. And so removing the polarization and being able to see things as a learning experience rather than a failure is a massive way of improving your positive self-talk and improving your self-esteem, your confidence, and ultimately improving your performance for whatever facet of life it may be in the future. And I think that's really important to mention. There's also a few other things that are involved within negative self-talk, such as personalizing things, which is when you blame yourself for everything, magnifying, which is when you focus on only the negative aspects of a situation, ignoring any and all of the positive that make a lot of it, and catastrophizing, when you expect the worst and you let logic, you, you don't let logic or reason persuade you otherwise. These three things, alongside polarizing, makes up what prevents positive self-talk from happening, i.e. negative self-talk. Are there any of these four that really stand out to you, May, that you've experienced, or are there any of these that you can speak about how to overcome on a personal level, or just things that you have, you know, you've done to overcome these sorts of things? I think uh, because like I stress a lot, I think I do a lot of magnifying and catastrophizing. Like, um, I feel like, bro, if you know me and you know what I'm about and you speak to me, like those two, when it comes to something not going well, like I will tell you right now that people who listen to me when I talk when something's not going well, those are the two main things I go to go towards. Um, and the thing is, I, I, I don't know, I feel I've been very good with blaming myself less. Um, like, especially nowadays, I feel as much as uh, like certain scenarios and situations occur, I've been able to quite uh, confidently detach myself from being able to like, I don't avoid responsibility, I want to make that very clear, but I don't think necessarily the foot of the blame or the fault of a situational scenario is always at my at, at my doorstep. I think I'm responsible for certain actions that might have partaken to contribute to a failure, let's say in this example, but I don't necessarily think that I am responsible for the complete failure of something. And, and in some cases I might be and that's that's cool and I understand that but with my negative self-talk I feel like I've been able to dim like I think of it like a light bulb I've been able to dim that kind of aspect but I feel the magnifying one and like um, the magnifying one is a big one for me I think personally I, I do sometimes ignore the very positive things that happen from something because and maybe magnifying comes into polarizing because for sometimes there are places where you think to yourself it didn't work out it wasn't the outcome i wanted so let me just put a magnifying glass in every bad thing that led up to that uh, a terrible event and i'm going to just put that under a microscope uh, regardless of whether something positive ha- happened during the way or throughout that journey something positive did take place and i've been ne- uh, negligent to that and not been able to acknowledge that but those are ones that stick out to me how would i go about that honestly having this conversation with you uh, the magnifying, I think it, for me though, it comes from my stress. I think the issues that come with my negative self-talk also stem from the emotion of um, stress. And when I'm stressed, I do this a lot. I think to tackle that, I would pers- personally for myself, it would be from the st- stress side of it. But when it comes to negative self-talk in general, I have to be quite honest and say that I I don't, I don't really frown upon myself a lot where I don't really think badly of myself um I, I might think badly of myself when it comes to when it's a contextual thing when it comes to like in the scenario I did not perform like x or in this um conversation I didn't do x rather than it being me Manraj is not a good person or me Manraj is like this I do not really identify 
with the negative things. So my negative self-talk is more so to do with something didn't go the way I wanted. So I'm just not really going to shit on myself, but it's like I'm going to shit on how I performed in the scenario rather than it being man Roger, the person I am and the identity I hold is like bad or harmful, whatever it might, it might, it might be in a negative sense if you get where I'm crying from. But um, overcoming that, I'm not too sure. Maybe we can just have a conversation and bounce off some ideas that you might have for that. But um, yeah, like for me, it's more so contextual negative self-talk rather than it being consistent and constant negative self-talk. Do you understand where I'm coming from? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, I get where you're coming from. And that, I think that's healthy. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because you do have to be realistic and think, yeah, I did not perform the way I would want to hold myself to in a certain situation. And that's okay. That's just acknowledging that you could improve. That's acknowledging you could do better. So I don't think that that particular aspect is something that you need to overcome, Manny. I think that just makes you stay grounded and realistic about your performance in a social situation or an academic or professional. That's fine. I think the fact that you don't hold it against yourself as a person but rather hold against how you perform in a scenario is actually very healthy and I think more people should do that I think that isn't necessarily something that needs to be overcome to be honest you know what I mean I, yeah, 100% I feel like it's been very difficult though in that sense where it's like um, let's say let's just give an example of relationships for example if I if I speak to someone it's going really well it doesn't go particularly well um, for me obviously it's happened a couple of times so you think to yourself oh is it me as a person or is it me in the scenario and for me now, being where I am and the stuff that I've achieved, it's I understand that there's different parts of your life that will require different levels of thought and different uh, levels of yourself in general in that sense. And it's like these scenarios, I've looked at them and I'm like, this is something that's a common issue. Yes, it does also, I bear the burden of it because I'm also part of these uh, situations. But at the same time, it's not inherently me as a person. I think when i've and it's taken a long time joseph to get here i'll be honest i'm probably still going through it in that sense but i'm not really fully completely over the hurdle but it's being there because there's references in my life where if this was the case and i wasn't able to like thrive in social social situations i wouldn't potentially have gotten the jobs that i've got to uh, because some of the jobs require social aspects in the sense that when you have an, a group exercise from the assessment center you have to communicate with people and there are small wins you can take from that and of course in the context of relationships you're not having an intimate conversation with someone or, or like having a conversation which is very different to what you would do in the workplace of course but it's still there's parts of like friendships and things that you notice within friendships that you can take as small wins going towards um moving in that direction when you want you want when you're seeking out finding a partner or someone to be in a partnership with and it's these things that of course it's an ongoing process and like you said i really appreciate you saying that it's quite healthy because there's times where i feel like i do it a lot so it seems to be on this frequency of which i do this in is very unhealthy i'll be honest like when it happens it's like me constantly thinking about it thinking about it, thinking about it it's so difficult for me to like keep my thoughts to myself that i have to communicate with so many different people to get like a different perspective because it's for me i struggle to like see what i've seen think about it and I, I sometimes i refuse to like, not believe in it but it's more so to does someone reaffirm what i believe in just so to make sure that i don't sound like i'm going crazy and it sounds really bad to need the affirmation of other people but in these situations that's what happens when you magnify so many negative things you 
get stuck in the picture when you're part of the frame but you can't see it because you're too busy thinking about these things so for me i think my issue is really and it's not necessarily a bad thing it's good to communicate with people but the volume of people that i communicate with to try and see if anyone can like verify or debunk what i believe in it sounds bad but like i'm probably communicating with like 10 15 people about the same thing which is not healthy at all i think personally to be able to move past the situation and not only that to be able to start moving in the direction of self-talk like of course your friends are going to be there they're going to want you to feel good about yourself they're going to really positively reinforce what you've done but at the same time it's like i don't i think it's a bad habit of mine to be able to to, to actually communicate with that many people to find out what every single person believes in because ultimately every, some people are going to agree with you some people are going to disagree with you it doesn't necessarily mean you're so right or wrong this is where my polarizing comes into place where it's like you don't i don't necessarily need someone to reaffirm that i'm correct or incorrect it's just that it'd be good to have a different perspective but then that's where i take it a bit too far um, I don't know what you think about that, whether you agree with that, but I think that's something okay. where magnifying has been a big issue for me because it's not only magnifying the situation for myself, but when you're speaking to other people about it and magnifying it, it's quite difficult to try and contain containerize it. Like you've obviously spoken to me in certain scenarios. How do you feel like you've been able to manage that or been able to cope with that? Well, I feel like the, the main thing to stick away from what you're saying is that perhaps you're, you're magnifying things but you're magnifying most of the time yeah, that you could perform better that for a lot of things you're not performing at the level you want to and I think that might be a yeah as you said because you do it so often you're constantly criticising your performance That's, you're not only criticising yourself but you're criticising your performance in so many ways so many times that it may end up having an adverse effect on the way you hold yourself Maybe not for you in particular, Annie, because oh, you're cool. quite, you know, a headstrong, confident person. But for somebody else who may be criticising their performance in the situation a lot, at that point it can become negative because they can always see room for them to have done better or for room for them to have improved. And I know you, you sometimes do suffer from this, Manny, where sometimes, or not sometimes, a lot of the time, you think, oh, this went really well, but... And then that, but is the big point, you know, but this could have gone better, this could have gone better. Rather than sometimes you think, oh, that went really well. I know that maybe sometimes I could have done a bit better, but I'm still happy with what I did or how I performed there. I think taking time to index on the positive could help you prevent you from magnifying the negative, you know. We said this countless times in the podcast, you know, when you magnify the negative, sometimes you have to set aside time and think about, okay, well, what did I do right? What went well, you know? It's like back in school when you went, what went well, even better if. I don't know if you had that in primary school. Yeah, no, we did, bro. We 100% we had that as well, yeah, especially in secondary yeah. school. I think I think applying that to real-life situations, it may sound a bit absurd, but I don't think it's necessarily all bad to do that. And I think that might be a way that you can improve upon, you know, holding yourself in a, a high regard if you find yourself being overly critical of your actions and of the way you do things. But I, I also really liked what you mentioned about having lots of people around you, but also over-indexing on their views of things and getting lots of different views. I think ultimately you want to do what feels right for you. But I get that sometimes, you know, you're in the frame and you can't see the bigger picture. So again, it's good to get the views of other people. You know, a great way to improve the positive self-talk 
that you just surround yourself with people who raise you up, but also will keep you grounded. You know, they won't put you on a pedestal. They won't, you know, tell you you're the best and kiss your ass the entire time. But they will help you see you for who you are and for the good things that you do bring. You know, I know plenty of people who've got a really bad positive, bad self-image of bad image of themselves, sorry. But we, as a friendship group, help to raise those people up and just to demonstrate that, hey, fair enough, you didn't succeed in this situation, but, and then we start to battle things that they've done well and ways that they can improve and use these negatives as a learning experience. Or if it's a, about a situation, we explain to them and help them come up with solutions rather than, you know, either completely gassing them up or bringing them down. We try to be reasonable. And I think surrounding yourself with people who can do that and who will do that is really important. But at the end of the day, with you, Manny, asking so many people, that's fine. But as long as you do what feels right for you at the end of the day, you know, if you're doing something because somebody else told you to, but you don't actually believe in it, I think that's when it's time to, that's when the warning flags start to appear. But if you're doing something because someone else recommended it and you agree with them, and you think, huh, I never thought of it that way. I never, I never framed it in that light. You're right, I'm going to do that. I think if you do that, that's fine because you're taking their experiences and you're learning from it from them rather than just saying, doing what they said to do because for, for the sake of it, because they said it and then you won't have any blame on yourself because you'll be like, oh, well, X, Y, and Z told me to do it. It didn't work out. Not my fault, it's their fault. You know, at that point, you're just looking at excuses. But if you genuinely believe what they said to you and the positive self-talk that they've given you, that's a great way of using your network around you to uplift you. And hopefully, Manny, that's what you do rather than just taking what they say as gospel and running with it. Oh, no, of course, of course. Like, I feel, um, I don't know, maybe for me as well as an individual, I don't like the sense that, like, someone told me something, so I have to do it. I don't really believe in that. I, I pretty much believe in what I... It's more so for me to, like, be like, this is what I believe in the scenario. Do you agree with my take? And if they say they disagree, I'd be like, so can you explain to me why you disagree with it? And then we have that conversation, but I'm like, I'm seeing it in a different way today, and which is perfectly fine, but I'm, I'm glad that, like, we spoke about this because I think you're right, Joseph, in that sense where it's like, for me, maybe uh, I don't want to be so cut and dry when it comes to negative self-talk in this sense, but it's like three key factors really, um, like, tend uh, like really make people tend to talk more negatively about themselves and i think it the three things that come to mind for me is the expectation they have of themselves which can also be linked with the second point which is the self-image that they have for themselves and then the final one which i know some people do believe in this i'm not a massive superstitious guy but bad luck and things like this where it's like some people don't actually say anything good because they're like the moment they said something good before the last time it happened oh something bad happened I don't necessarily agree with that, but these are probably the three main things that come to mind when I speak to people, where it's like, some people like to me, they don't, and I want to make this very clear, you can be very happy about who you are, but you might not necessarily speak to yourself in that kind of way. Like um, like I said, with these scenarios and when you contextualize certain uh, things for myself, I would like to think my self-image is very good, but if your self-image is very good, it's quite hard when you give yourself some criticism when you contextualize as well are you still not referring to the self which you are and it's it's hard really to overcome these things. expectations of course when you say to me i do something well and i say but it's because expectations are the first things that come to my mind it's not necessarily to do with whether i did well or not it's what did i expect and i think because 
it's all about self-talk it's always always about myself i all of these things it's very um difficult to look at something and be like this was good and that was it because it's always going to be this is good but you always link it back to yourself because that's just how you are as an individual as, an, as a person um just to just kind of jump on top of that joseph how would you kind of navigate that kind of conversation with someone where it's like they're like oh you've seen someone do something objectively well they've obviously got their own image of themselves their own expectations they hold on themselves how would you kind of have that conversation with someone what what do you mean by objectively wrong like could you give an example no sorry like if someone's objectively correct let's say okay let's say for example someone did a test i know we use like academic as a big as a big like factor on this show (laughs) very much because we well we've just graduated and stuff like this but let's say like you said, your manager said you've done a really good job at work today, but then you tell me about it, but then you're like to me, you know what, Manny, but it took me X amount of hours to do, but I feel like I could have done it better, but I feel like I could have done this. That kind of having those like reservations based on your self-image and expectations, how would you try to speak to someone and try and like manage that? Or do you feel like that's more of a... Like, the person obviously has to do it themselves, but how would you kind of support them as a friend or someone or in around them? Yeah, yeah, well, it, it, of course it depends on, like, what facet of life it's in. But say if it, was, if it was an example you gave me about not being as fast as it could be or not being as effective, I would just encourage the person just to, to go out there and practice more, you know? Just, as, as I say, man, practice makes perfect, you know? If you feel like you didn't perform the way you wanted to, put yourself in that situation again. If it's a social situation where you feel like you could have done a bit better, go out there and put yourself back in a situation and just try and improve. Try and improve the way you carry yourself and try and get a little more confident each time. Or if it's an academic sense, try and improve your capabilities. You know, these things can always be improved upon. And you shouldn't... And also to help them realise, yes, you could have done it faster, but again, the same way that you'd uplift a friend, telling them that, helping them index on the positive, that is the most important thing. If they are able to index on the positive without needing a friend to do it to them, without needing the external validation, but getting the internal, that's the most important part, reminding them that they did a great job just by even doing it in the first place, by succeeding, by, you know, getting a 2-1. Yeah, they may have wanted the first, but a 2-1 ain't bad either. Yeah, they may have wanted to solve a bug fix in you know a couple of days rather than a week but they still solved it you know indexing on that positive and helping them realize that they don't always have to strive for better that they can be happy of where they are or happy with what they managed to achieve i think that's really important and you know sometimes people always want to strive for better but it's okay sometimes just to slow it down and be happy with what they've been able to do so far that's from a very optimistic point of view and a lot of people would say like that's unreasonable because you should always strive to do better and yes I agree you should and I'm not saying that you should be happy with where you're at if you want to develop and you want to do it go further but if you find that it's impacting you negatively that you can't stop thinking about how much better you could have done look at what you have done and then try and develop yourself then at least give yourself a little pat on the back and give yourself a little bit of a dopamine rush or whatever it may be Maybe give yourself a little reward, I don't know, a chocolate bar in your case, Manny. Get yourself a a kinder or something like that to reward yourself. But 
don't buy yourself a four pack, buy yourself a two pack. <laughs> then, when, then when you perform to the highest possible level, mate, splurge on that four pack of Kinder right there. You know, treat yourself to that. But it always allows yourself to have capacity to grow and also to reward yourself for the things you've done so far. I think that's the way I would, I would, I would frame it. You know what's funny, Joseph, when you spoke about that? There's something, there's what? two questions that came to mind when I was thinking about the, the answer to the, my own question. And okay. I think the two most important things, so let's say, for example, you say, oh, I've done something, but it could have done this. I think the, a very interesting question would be, when did you start believing that? And then if you're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, when did you start believing that you should have done this faster than, it, than, uh, than, you, did that, than you actually performed that task? And then you might say to me when I got the bug, but I'm like, no, let's go back. Let's think about when you were just growing up as a kid, were there, t- were there times where you thought yourself you're doing something slowly and then there came a point where you feel- felt like you had to do something faster and why was that the case? And you might say to me, oh, bro, it was like when I used to get changed for school, I used to run late and then my mom used to like shout, let's just say for arguments that your mom used to shout at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when I realized I had to start operating more, more um, uh, like faster. And then I think to myself, okay, cool. So we've now seen a scenario where this has happened so you didn't actually want to do that necessarily but it was when that urgency came into place now you've decided when it comes to like in the context of what when you're working you've now decided to pick that habit up do you feel like that's healthy and i think that's a really powerful thing because yeah. i think also when with the when comes the why like when did that happen why did it happen and you might be actually your manny i was late for school why? Because I kept on getting told off and stuff like this. And it's for me, it's like, well, do you think it's a healthy habit to have that as a moment of when and why that took place and to carry that forward? And you might not be like to me, you know what, Manny, it's true, it's not healthy, but I know the way I am, I feel like I'm, this is going to continue. But I feel like having that conversation with someone, when, like, when did you really decide that that like you have when did you actually hold that expectation because the truth is some expectations on myself as well honestly joseph don't necessarily even come from myself they might come from my friends my family different scenarios that when did i start holding myself to that standard maybe i never did it in my life until a certain point happened and maybe for some people it's a good thing maybe they didn't hold themselves to a standard that they should be holding themselves to and when that happened is maybe because they might have got like an injury and something like really bad happened to them and then they come out of the hospital you know i need to change my life and make myself more healthy than i am right now and that was the turning point that was the when and that's why it happened why it happened because they were ill they went to the hospital that's why it's happened and then when it happens whenever it did but i feel like those two powerful questions of when and why really kind of tackle and that underlying issue of self-image because it is about really what you think about yourself constantly. It, I, an example of this is when we, we see this and actually, funny enough, you've done this reference and it's a perfect reference. I really love this one. Run in the Goblet of Fire when it came to the Quidditch game and Harry's like, I'm going to give you the liquid luck. Yeah. And then he has the game of his life. And the truth is, he didn't give him any of it. And then you think, oh, that's a placebo, of course. But the expectation of Ron increased in that moment when is when he believed he, um, he when it happened is just before the game started why it happened is because of the liquid luck the truth is he believed in it it was a thought and I think this is where we kind of dive and delve into that question why is positive self-talk so important I think this is quite an easy one for everyone to relate to 
Imagine right now you're listening to a podcast, you're thinking about a bit of food, you're thinking about dinner, you're thinking about lunch. What starts happening? You start reacting in a way that you haven't eaten, you feel a bit hungry, you start having these tendencies towards that I might need to eat right now. Even though I feel hungry at the moment, it's probably not a good example for me. But still, regardless, that that's where why positive self-talk is so important. It's it's your thoughts dictate how you feel and not uh, and your actions sometimes. If you think that you need to eat or you want to eat, you start your body starts responding to that. You feel you feel like you're hungry. You feel like you need to eat, and I think this is the same with positive self-talk. Positive self-talk at the end of the day are just a collective bunch of thoughts which are aligned with what you believe in and who you think you are and in some cases it might not even be either it might just be something to reaffirm something that you might not believe in in that moment but you feel like you need to frame in a certain way to get yourself through something which is awesome i'm, I'm happy that people are able to do that and find like an outlet for themselves to reaffirm their own ideas but this is why i think it's so important because when you tell yourself something or you have a thought about something and you think about it your body will respond accordingly. And that's why I think affirmations are so important. I, I remember when I used to, bro, the way I used to communicate to myself, it was horrendous. It was terrible. It used to be like, why do you feel like you, you, you're you good enough to do this? Genuinely used to say that to myself. Why do you feel really like bad. you should be able to do this? Why do you feel like you, like I, for me, it was always why. I was always like, why should, do you think you can do this? Why do you feel like you should be the person doing that? And some cases it wasn't in a positive way; it was quite negative. But in, and for me, there were some times where I said, "Why, why, sh- why shouldn't you do this, or why should you not do that?" And in some cases, I was thought to myself, "You know what? Okay, I'm gonna ask myself the same questions, but I'm just gonna frame it differently." Where it's like, "Why shouldn't I do this?" Yeah, cool. Why shouldn't I do this? I should be going for it, rather than it being, "Why you shouldn't do this?" Okay, cool. You know what? You're right. I shouldn't be doing that. You know what I mean? So. I think the positive self-talk is so important. It, and that doesn't mean I wake up every day thinking I'm the best person in the world. But at the same time, it's just... Um, I, I'm, not, I'm, not at the, I'm not at the same time bashing myself constantly. Like, you know me, bro. As a joke, I always say I'm the GOAT. Like, I don't actually mean it. But it's still, it's still, like, it's still me reaffirming something positive. Like, best yeah. words, whenever, I, whenever I do something actually well or good, what's the first thing I say, Joseph? I'm the exactly but obviously <laughs> out of context it sounds stupid but it's more so to do with um, i say it in front bro i'm i'm at the point now where i say it in front of people and i really don't care what they say i always bro i say it in front of you man i say it in front of ran i've said it in front of random stages i'm the goat like i might have worked something out i've done something on my phone I'm like, you know i'm the goat obviously they don't know maybe what i'm talking about but like for me it's just <laughs> now become a phrase where i use it to just reaffirm certain ideas and it might be like and for some people it might be, you know what, I did that really well, I'm really proud of myself. For me, it's I'm the GOAT. Nice, quick and simple, three-word thing, that's it, I'm out of there. But I feel like people got to find their thing, bro, and it really comes to themselves. And I'm not saying you got to go around like me who think... I don't actually think I'm the GOAT, by the way. Let me make it very clear. I do not think that at all. I, I would want to be great, of course, but I don't think I'm at that stage at all. But it's just the stuff that I say to myself... I reaffirm this idea of I'm going towards greatness, I'm working towards it, I want to be there. And that's really helped me with my confidence. Like, I don't know if you've noticed that, Joseph, meeting me when I first met you and then me seeing me now, I feel like I'm very much consistent, but I feel like my confidence over time is just growing, growing, growing. And you know me and all the stuff I've been through, 
there's been certain scenarios and places where I could have just stopped there, stayed there, and would have been like, you know what, let's just park my confidence here because I don't think it needs to move anywhere else because I don't feel like I have it anymore. And then sometimes I say that, oh, I've lost it, I've missed it, and stuff like this, but you've seen it from the outside looking in, it's always that positive self-talk has had a massive impact on me, man, and it doesn't mean it comes every day, it's not, it's not like a diary where I think to myself, dear diary or dear man, you're such an amazing person, I don't think about that every day, genuinely, I, I sometimes I don't, I don't even think about that today, it's just one of those things where like, it's now become part of who I am because I've reaffirmed those ideas, so I don't necessarily need to tell myself that, but if you're first starting off, you got to have that conversation with yourself where it's like, you're telling the, you, yourself these things which aren't necessarily leading to any great like things in your life or anything good that you think is on merit. Why not switch it up and see what happens? Maybe for the first week you think it's a bunch of BS and you don't believe in it and you think it's a bunch of nonsense. Fair play. Just give it, give it a few more tries. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But at least you give it a try because the truth is your thoughts always, necess- always dictate how you're going to end up feeling, man. And I think that's something that we miss, honestly, Joseph. Yeah, for sure, man. And I, I took part in um, one of my friend's um, psychology master studies, which was about affirmations. And it was about, you know, um, every day you'd say the positive affirmations and then by the end of the week you'd fill out responses in a survey related to your work, your working lifestyle and your relationships and stuff like that. And then the, the trend would get logged about how you're feeling each week and stuff like that and um, I don't yet know the results but I do know that I, I definitely started to on the sliding scale of how how much you trust your managers how much you believe in your, your colleagues is a problem I know that on a sliding scale I definitely erred more towards the positive as the weeks went on now whether that was as a result of the affirmation or as a result of just my personal circumstance I, I don't know that I do know that I ended up answering more positively as the weeks went on. So it could be as a result of those affirmations, and that could be a thing that if you are struggling with the positive self-image and having a positive self-talk, that could be a great way just to start things off by literally saying it out loud, verbalizing it and releasing it into the world. It sounds absurd, and I get that. And some people, it may not be for them, and that's fair enough, you know? But if you feel like that would be something you want to give it a try to, Give it a proper go, you know. Give it a couple of weeks. Don't just like stay for a few days, think ah, nothing's happening. Give it a proper go and see what happens. It, it doesn't hurt, you know. It's a couple of minutes each day. You can even say it in your head while you're brushing your teeth or something like that. Or when you're walking from your house to, your, to the station or walking from A to B, just say it out loud. It doesn't gonna, it's not going to take away from your day. And who knows, it might improve it and it might slowly build up your character to the place where you want to be, you know, and that, I think that's a great way to, to improve it and stuff like that. I think affirmations are really useful. Um, but I wanted to ask you, Manny, as well, and perhaps I'll, I'll mention my, my side of things first, but which facet of life has positive self-talk had the most influence? Now, for me, I, I feel like the, the fact of life that has the most influence has been in a professional situation when I'm at work. In, in academia, I really needed that more than self-talk because you get affirmation in the ways of good exam results, good coursework results, or even if it's bad coursework results, you get feedback and you can see what you done, could have done better. So positive self-talk hasn't really influenced me as much in academia, 
but definitely in the workplace it has because it's it's far more independent and it's a lot more goal driven. So when I when I'm not able to achieve a goal in as quick a time as a colleague, or I'm not able to achieve it in as an efficient way as possible, I whip out the positive self talk and I remind myself of where I'm at, what I can do, and what I could do to improve. And I don't let the negative side of things weigh me down. And I know that's in particularly important in the workplace. What about you, Manny? Is there a place where you found it to be a particular impact or is it just generally or life in general for you? No, telling yourself you're the goat, three crowns, it was only one king. You know what's so funny? I and you know, I, I was thinking about that. I was literally thinking about that Snapchat moment and it's so because the thing is with me, I send it to my friends. But I don't send it and I send it to my friends not only for a laugh and a joke, but I, I also like in a weird way, it's not me reaffirming it to everyone else, but I want people to try and take that confidence from that video. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like me being so positive about things and saying certain things, I want people to take from that. Not just to, not only for me to feed off the energy of them, like reaffirming it or just saying to me, oh, like, yo, like, we appreciate you and stuff. But more so, I want them to feed off that energy. And to be honest, Joseph, if I'm being completely frank, I know this is kind of a cop-out answer, but the facet of life that's actually improved the most is actually uh, I think it's just me in general as a person man I, I can't I, I, I'm I not saying I do it like a lot I'm not saying it's like influence one place more than another I've obviously seen success in my life and I've been very fortunate and I touch wood I continue to do that and so do all my mates but I also think it's just about who I am as a person I, I don't think I really like myself like I bro I'll be completely honest there's a picture in my house and I don't even like it because of what I looked like back then what? and that's the truth and I'm I'm just looking and I think to myself it's not only about what I look like it's also how I felt about myself back then I see Why? my new graduation picture right now and I look at that person I see that guy and I'm like to myself that guy loves himself and cares about himself and that's but, but that's what I mean man it's never for me the positive self-talk and the, the people that I've surrounded myself with that give me this um give me these affirmations if I can't find the strength to do it myself it's it's a merit to them as well that the, the my life in general has improved it's socially it's improved uh, when it comes to academics it's improved when it comes to uh, professionally it's improved it's all of these things it's just me as a I, I can walk around knowing that part time I am the shit I am I am the guy and I say that part time because I don't think I want to be there full time yet because I'm still young and I kind of want to do more things. But the truth mm-hmm. is, is that I've been able to I've been able to get to that place and it's it, it it's a wonderful place to be at. And don't get me wrong, there's still days where I think to myself, oh here we go again, all these negative things. I get stressed out. I get I see all of these bad situations, but uh, it's it's now when I've become so comfortable with myself. I say some situations I've. I even said this to you earlier, bro. I said, someone wants to turn right, I want to turn left. I know exactly where I'm going and the direction I want to go in. I have full confidence in myself where I want to go. I'm not worried if someone's not going to jump on board. It's not an issue to me. It's, it's not a completely... It's, someone wants to go a different direction, that's up to them. Um, only thing I can control is myself. And that's why more recently, I think you've noticed as well, Like, I, call, I say Manny stock as a joke. Because uh, I think of it as a company, when the stocks are high, people are going to jump, everyone's going to have a good time, but it's not always going to be at an all-time high, it's going to have dips, it's going to have 
uh, crashes, it's going to rebound, it's going to have all these little things. And I think sometimes for me, my positive self-talk kind of comes from the uh, examples and analogies I give things to life in general. But like, I don't, I don't want to say I don't take it too seriously, but like, who really walks around saying like, bro, some of the stuff that I say, I have these fo- fo- football references about things. And like, when something bad happens, I say, to, legit, some people I say to them, like, someone's like, oh, I heard about the situation, man. How you been up? I said, bro, I'll be honest. It's like Man City versus Real Madrid. I was 1-0 up. I've conceded three goals. No one really knows what happened and we don't really talk about it and it's happened now. But the truth is, because I have so much, like, not satire necessarily, but when you make something so comical, you don't really give it, you don't really give it the time of day anymore. It's just one of those things where you kind of, I've given it the story, it's kind of a laugh and a joke. My friends find it funny, I find it funny, and then that's it. I've passed on, that story's happened, it's moved on, we've kind of moved past it. Whereas I feel like for me, if I don't really find anything fun from it if i don't like for example let's say i got rejected from a job i'll just be like you know what they they were looking for someone with champions league experience i'm not there at the moment i'm just starting my career like stuff like that like it's a few jokes here and there and sometimes you can think they're self-deprecating yeah they are to an extent and i don't necessarily agree with that but it's still for me finding fun and jokes from these things it it kind of lowers the blow when it comes to these things as well so when it comes to the positive self-talk, sometimes it's not necessarily always like upbeat. It's sometimes it might just be like, there's a bad thing that's happened. And the only positive thing I can say is, bro, it just reminds me of this football game and I can't explain it to you. And it's a joke. That's it. And I move yeah. on from it. And maybe we have a deep conversation about it afterwards. But it's never like, oh, bro, I'm, uh, this was, I don't know if you know this, but very rarely I'm like, you know what? I don't really feel too great. This situation is really getting the best of me. But like yeah. during that conversation, conversation I've dropped something stupid like, oh, but like some people I say to them like, yo, I don't feel too great, but I've got to tell you this sick joke I've got holding for myself, and I, oh it, my and God. it's like, and then I drop it. Like my friends started laughing. He's like, bro, I want to laugh at that, but I can't because it's about you. And like, bro, that's not the point whether it's about me or not. I made the joke because it was funny, and then they just start laughing. But that's just kind of how I dealt with things now, where it's like. I don't want to say I make them comical, like that's not the right way to say it, but it kind of is in that sense where it's, I've been able to remove myself from it. I understand that there's aspects of myself that contribute to these things. Yes, I understand that. I will work on them. I'll look into that properly when I, there's a time and a place where I'm by myself and I write and think about this. I will definitely give it that moment and think, okay, this is the things that could have been corrected or rectified. These are things that work, went really well, EBIs, all of this, WWWs. But when I'm with my friends talking about it, to be honest, don't get me wrong, I don't want to always call my friends and be like, there's an issue, there's an issue, there's an issue. I don't want to be that guy. So sometimes I'm like to them, there's an issue, but I'm going to tell you right now how I'm going to explain it to you and then we work out from there how we want to go about it. Or there's an issue, I don't feel too great. There's some people I said to them, I don't feel recently as well. I was like, I don't really feel too good, but I don't really want to talk about it. Let's just say it was a Real Madrid situation. This is what's happened. And maybe in a different time and place, you can talk about it, how you've been keeping up. But it's been able to like navigate that where it's like sometimes you're going to have bad situations. I'm not saying you shouldn't avoid talking about them, but I think you should also. The, bro, this is why I think my issue really when it comes to magnifying also is my fault when I tell so many people. Because imagine you're magnifying, but then you also tell so many people you're reliving that moment on repeat. It's like sky on demand. Like I'm watching the same movie. I'm just rewinding it 10, 10 minutes. And every time you're replaying the same events, telling the same different people, 
as much as your mates obviously going to tell you something positive how does it help you that you're replaying that event constantly to other people it's not helping you it's not benefiting you all it is is you're keeping your friends up to date which respectfully i understand when they want to when they're concerned about you and you've told them something and you really want to keep them in the loop of things just to let you know where your headspace is at but at the same time you don't want to be i'll be bored if i bro if i see the same advert twice i get annoyed at it imagine the stuff that you're telling yourself when you're telling saying it to like 10 different people or you're telling yourself the same stuff man it's not getting bored of it it's really impacting you so i think that's something to think about as we come to the end of the episode man really like it's it's been overall for me it's been my life that's changed and that's a testament to not only myself but the people around me and i want to say thank you to everyone on that behalf as well because without the people around me bro honestly I, I don't think i would have been where i am today and um and that doesn't mean i'm in the perfect place but i'm in a much better place if i look back and i read stuff that i used to write in like 2016 17 i i, I genuinely felt like i didn't and maybe now i only realize it i didn't actually i liked parts of myself but i didn't like myself a lot like there's lots of things about myself i didn't like now it's like I probably like myself too much. I've got too much confidence giving out shit jokes. That's how bad it's got. It's got to that point where I've taken a massive U-turn. So, um, but yeah, that's obviously, like I said, it's a shout out to friends, family, myself, um, to going through these times. Like, it's 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 been it's been a roller coaster, and like I said before, and it's it's just yeah. I think it's myself, and don't get me wrong. I always remember times that. I said to my mate recently actually before I go on a little tangent before the end of the episode uh, we had a conversation and I said to him bro we walked past somewhere and I was like you know what my favourite place is when in this local area and I said that bench or that little like wooden place right there and they're like why I said because I'm not going to lie to you I remember that conversation I had with you I was crying I was upset I didn't know what to do but there was something in that conversation where we both at the end of it we both came out and I even said to myself I don't know what to do, but I will figure it out. And now, looking back at that and looking where I am today, I figured it out to that point now. And now there's more stuff to figure out, which is more interesting. But seeing, like, and that that conversation, I, I was giving myself, like, really, really bad vibes to myself. Even when I was talking to my friend about myself, I was not there supporting myself. I was like, I haven't done this, I haven't done that. I can't do this, I can't do that. But there was something about that conversation where I remember saying to the end of, end of it, I was like with my friend, I was like, you know what, but we're, we're going to make the change. Some things, I ha- as much as I can't do these things, I know I have the capacity to make the difference. And I think that was it. And then it's, it's, it's just crazy where like my favorite moment really is probably one of my like hardest, hardest times that I've had. True, but, but overcoming that hardest time has allowed you to become the character you are today. So you wouldn't want to sweep that difficult time under the rug and it's great that you're not celebrating it but you're acknowledging it for the time that it was and acknowledging it for how it made you into who you are and I think that's that's a wonderful thing that people need to do as well to improve the way they see themselves is to acknowledge their capabilities and to acknowledge themselves for what they overcame. I think that's amazing and I think that's a great way to end it off because that is probably one of the best piece of advice you can give to someone is acknowledge yourself for where you've come to and hope that that will be a great first step to improving your self-talk and improving the way you carry yourself you see yourself and improve and also open so many doors for you once you see that once you carry yourself with a bit of confidence people will naturally gravitate towards that and they'll be happier around you you'll be happier around them 
and you'll be happier just even on your own you'll just be happier in general if you're able to acknowledge yourself for the things you've overcome yeah and for the things that you're going to overcome 100% and like uh, I just before you end it off Joseph just really quickly yeah. just want to give one example like I'll be honest man today's episode I've really enjoyed it I've had a lot of fun I'm literally going to magnify right now because it's actually going on in my head but the truth is I feel like I've spoken too much today and that, no, that's, that's but no bro I'll be honest but you know what I mean like don't get me wrong I'm obviously at this place I've had this whole conversation about positive self talk but I want to make this very clear to people it's not it's not a you're never going to feel it again it's not a moment of negative self talk is never going to creep into your life again I think I wanted to say that before you end of the episode because it's, it's so important that we can have this whole conversation we can do all of these things I can tell you about stuff but the first the, my headspace and that probably is something I still need to work on the first thing I was thinking about this is a really really positive powerful episode but I think I spoke a bit too much that's literally what I'm thinking about <laughs> genuinely but I just wanted to say that man before we end the episode I think it's important that like we let people know that like it's not I've not got it figured out and to any extent whatsoever really I've literally given you an example where I've done it and that wasn't me trying yeah. to like make a joke of it I'm being serious I literally mean that hand on heart that I yeah. think I spoke too much and I've noticed it because I can just literally see the sound waves on, on my on the audacity it's like, that's all me I know that's all me but I just want to make talk mention that before we end the episode because I just want to make that very clear man it doesn't I'm not going to say it goes away it's like um it's like energy. Energy doesn't get destroyed; it dissipates and it's used elsewhere. I think it's just less energy put towards it. That's how you should see this. Mhm, mhm. Well, and like, well, if I was to come back and say to you, well, yeah, actually, Manny, it's not a big deal if you spoke a lot because you had a lot to say. And I think that's a great way. Again, an example right here and now of of one friend talking to another, bringing them down from that magnification and reassuring. Like, I'm reassuring you right now, Manny. It's not a problem because you've had a lot to say and you have so many important things that the listeners can hear that I'm really happy to let you speak about it. Awesome, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate that so yeah, much, man. man. So, yeah. yeah, thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope listening to this will bring you some of the fantastic positivity that we're trying to exude into the world and hopefully you can take some of the advice we've offered and some of the wise words of Manuel Studio as well, the football analogies, maybe find your own analogies to create a bit of comic, comical when you have a difficult situation because it does help I'll be honest it does help I often link things to Marvel stuff so maybe if you're a bit more of a nerd like me then you can go for that um, but yeah I'd like to thank all of you for listening we are the DMC Podcast on Spotify we are at the official DMC Podcast on Instagram we don't do any advertisement we just post once a week and so make sure you're following us on Instagram and Spotify to get updates when we go live uh, please do let one friend know about this so you heard these two lovely young gentlemen chatting away trying to bring positivity into the world and hopefully can spread the positivity into their lives as well this is the DMC Podcast signing off